Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen with the Makers of Minnesota, and I am going to help you with your strategy for your business in 2021. Are you dreading social media and not sure when you should be posting on Facebook or Instagram? Or maybe you want to reach out to some influencers, but you don't know how to do it. Or maybe you just want someone to actually use your product and create some recipes for you. I am your gal. I've been developing lots of relationships over at stephaniesdish.com, and I can help you get your product into the hands of people that are going to use it and create influence and create buying patterns for people that you can count on as new customers. 2021 is going to get all of a sudden ramped up and we're going to be moving real fast to capture some of the business opportunities that we lost in 2020. Don't be left out on the cold. Have new followers and new pairs of eyes on your product now. Give me a shout. I'd be happy to help you. I'm at shansen, H-A-N-S-E-N, marketing at gmail.com. It's shansen, marketing at gmail.com for small business marketing, for things like social media, recipe development, influencer posting, and just general PR help and getting the word out about your products. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen, and we are here this week. We are talking to cool people doing cool things, and I always love when food products land in my vicinity because, you know, I have a natural love for all things food, and I'm here today with Bruce Bacon, who has started a company called Roos Gourmet, and they are making vegan meatballs. And when I first got them, I was like, huh, vegan meatballs. Okay. And I really, really enjoyed them. They were tasty. I loved the texture. I loved everything about them. Welcome to the program, Bruce. Thank you very much, Stephanie. How did you get into the vegan meatball making business? Well, that's, that's a story I love to tell actually, because it involves my, my mom and my family. So I'll just start briefly. Um, I grew up in two harbors and sure. my mom and dad about 52 years ago, through some prompting of my younger brother, decided we were going to become vegetarian, and uh, <laughs> which was pretty alarming, you know. So, but fortunately, my mom is a great cook and she had an association with a large group of other people that were uh, vegetarian as well. So she had some good recipes to draw from. And then, you know, Fast forwarding through life, as I've gotten older, I've been drawn more and more back to to vegetarian eating. And so uh, sometimes my wife or I would make a vegetarian meal, but often would just want to go to the store and pick something up. And so I did and tried a lot of different brands, a lot of different products. And every time I'm like, hey, these aren't as good as what my mom did. And I knew, you know, basically she had all of those recipes compiled She's still a foodie. She's 85 and she still loves to cook. That's her thing. So I knew there was a gap in the market really for a home style like, uh, you know, American comfort food in the vegetarian space. And so being a serial entrepreneur, a completely different background, I decided, you know what? Two Harbors is my hometown. I'm going to move back to Two Harbors from Duluth and I'm going to start this venture with vegetarian food with clean ingredients that you, anybody can go buy at their own market and make this right. at home if they want to, if they have their recipe and good cook. But we're just the convenience of we make it, quick freeze it, and and put it in the, you know, in the retail aisle. So that's kind of uh, how this all 
came about. Bruce, I hate to sound like uh, Jerry Seinfeld's wife, Jessica, with her cookbook where she hid vegetables in all of the products, but... I fed these to my husband with some marinara sauce and pasta just to see if he thought he would be able to tell. And he had no idea they weren't meat. Yeah, that's really cool. And that's a story that we've had repeated. We've done literally thousands of taste tests at different events. But if you don't mind, I'll just tell you a real quick story. Sure. That really reinforced for me why why I knew we were on the right track and why our product is different. We aren't trying to replicate, you know, there's a lot of companies and big companies out there doing all kinds of innovation and research and additives and, and all kinds of things, but we don't do that. We just used all natural ingredients. So my story is, I have a friend named Sal Accord. His son is named Joey, big Italian family, a lot of food involved and, and in the restaurant business, et cetera. Sal took some of these Ruth's original balls, put them in, just what you did, put them in marinara. Joey comes home from college. They sit down and have dinner. Sal says to Joey, what'd you think? And Joey said, about what? It was good. (laughs) He had no idea, just like your husband. So I'll I'll take that as a real compliment. Food's really palatable, tastes great, good texture, very adaptive to any flavor profile. And that's what's fun for a home chef. Yeah. What was the business that you were an entrepreneur in before? Well, there was a couple of them. It was, they were both industrial design companies that, catered worldwide to the metals recycling industry. So we made products that processed metals so they could be recycled, remelted, and reused. And so that's really my background is is, uh, working with design engineers and marketing and traveling throughout the world with these high-end metal processing equipment. And so, of course, it's completely unrelated to, to the food industry, but it was a great experience and a great 20 year period of my life. And when you compare like the food industry, is it harder, the same, more fun? Cause a lot of you foodies are serial entrepreneurs. Yeah. You know, that's a really, that's a good question. I will, I'll just tell you that honestly, when I got into the food industry, I did not understand the depth and breadth of all that it involves. It's a complex industry. The one I came from was a micro niche industry with, you know, maybe five or 10,000 players globally. And of course, with food, there's 330 million of us in just in the US and we all eat and all have different tastes and, and things like that. But so to answer your question, I'd say the food industry is more layered. It's more complex. The cost of entry for the marketing uh, side of it and to get your brand awareness, which is really the, the key, you know, for us. Once people try our food, there's a very high acceptance rate. But getting people to try, why would you try Roots if you've never heard of and it's on your grocery shelf versus someone else? And that's really what we're working to to bring about is the organic spread of the word about, hey, this food's really good. Read the ingredients list. It's different. And that's that's what we're working towards, Stephanie. That's exactly why I asked you that question, because a lot of serial entrepreneurs have a lot of success in other industries, and then they get into this food space. And while they have a real passion for it and love it, they're like, I had no idea it was this hard. Yeah, it's very true. It's it's interesting. Since I've been involved with this company, my passion for this industry and food and all the things related have grown because it's 
it is unlimited if you can get there and if you have a great product, if you can get it branded and get product awareness. So we have to start, you know, unless you have unlimited, you know, pocketbook, you can you can go nationwide, but we have to start regionally. And then we have to, to fan out into uh, associations that are specifically geared towards vegetarian, you know, vegetarian or vegan lifestyle. Yeah, it is, it is not easy. You know, we started down the path and we're making progress. So I, I think that there's been so much advancement in the Instagram world, right? Because there's this whole vegan and lifestyle and healthy living that Instagram in particular really has fostered. I would imagine that's been a huge way for you guys to get the word out about your story. Well, it's certainly one of the vehicles that we we use and we're getting better at that. You know, underlying, you know, what you just talked about, for example, Instagram, you have to understand how how Instagram works and and what people want to see, what's going to make them share Instagram posts and all those kinds of things. And and really, that's certainly not one of my areas of expertise, but we're, we're gaining the knowledge on how to really open those doors. And we're, we're actually have a renewed push to, to capture some, some market knowledge, market acceptance about Ruth um, through Instagram and, of course, some of the social media vehicles. What is it like to be uh, in business up in Two Harbors in your hometown? It's a relatively small town. Do you, like, know all of the workers, and is it really intimate? Well, I, yeah, it is, and that's uh, it's interesting. As I said, this is my hometown, and I always tell people, you know, Two Harbors hasn't had a break for 40 or 50 years it's part of what attracted me to being here. In this town, you you know there are several employers, but you have to have specific skills in order to work there. And then being on the North Shore, of course, the hospitality industry is is a pretty big player. But what we thought we could do is fill the gap between you know a lower wage and and up to the still labor wage. And of course, you know we'll have accounting and all the other professional services in the company. But there's a lot of people here that because they grew up here and they've been here generations, don't want to move. And so employment opportunities are limited. And we felt like we could fill that, you know, help fill that gap. And that's a passion of mine. That for me, that's the most rewarding part of building a business is being able to build a team, hire people, help them grow, see them succeed financially. That feels so right and so good to me that it's a big part of the drive. And and Ruth's is also, you know, one of our mandates is we give back 20% of profit to charity. We care about our town, care about people that have not had a break. And um, yeah, Two Harbors, you know, I do have some concern that will we be able to get enough people providing that we see the success we plan on. It could be a challenge, but there's two big pieces in the workforce that are really a challenge for people. One is daycare, and we we hope to address that with on-site daycare services. Families just can't afford it. We want to contribute to that. And another sometimes for people that maybe need a break or are just starting out, transportation can be a real issue. So we have plans to, to assist with that as well. So we want to build a community and a company that really cares and that and that matters, you know, so. I love that's that. One the, that's one of the reasons I did this. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I was a former business owner myself before going out on freelancing. And at the time, for us, a big initiative was to provide health care for our workers because we felt like it was so expensive. And if they 
didn't, if we didn't provide it, a lot of our folks were young people and they weren't going to get it on their own. And we just felt like it was really important. And as we grew as a company and these employees stayed with us, it's funny that childcare became something that we talked about. When you look at what has happened with the workforce since this pandemic and kids not necessarily having a place to be and online schooling, it's taken so many folks out of the workforce because they just have to be home taking care of their kids. I think that's really insightful for you to be thinking about that long term. I also think I have a cabin in Ely and I'm a big fan of Duluth. And there's just, there is a renaissance, I think, happening with the outdoors, with health, with lifestyle that has come with this pandemic that might be the silver lining. We're starting to really value our health more and value the nature that is around us and how important it is to take care of that. So maybe that will be something that will trickle down or trickle up to you guys. Yeah, those are really, those are really good points, Stephanie. You know, if there's, of course, this, the, the pandemic that we've been living through has been very disruptive and really hard on people, especially, I think, on, on families uh, with kids, as you mentioned. There's just a lot of chaos out there. And if there's a silver lining, it is that people really are migrating back towards what family means, what's important to them, and spending time outdoors and how fragile our planet is and how many things we take for granted that really are, are gifts that we should cherish and protect. So that, I think that that, will, that all plays into you know, what we want to be. And I think that it, it, it in some ways might, I don't know how to say it, maybe wake us up a little societally about what, what do we have here that's important. Well, that was a great conversation with Bruce Bacon from Roos Gourmet Meatballs, vegan meatballs. You can find them in the metro area at Hy-Vee, Coburn's, Cashwise, Lakewinds, Nolan's, Jerry's. And in Duluth, you can find them at Superior One, Whole Foods, Mount Royal, and they're also available in some Wisconsin and Chicagoland stores. You can find all of their locations and information about all their varieties because they have a bunch at ruthsgourmet.com, ruthsgourmet.com, and you can also order them online. So thanks, Bruce, for being our guest today on the Makers of Minnesota podcast. (laughs) 